Hello, everyone. Um, this is Romy's Review the Movies, and I am Lindsay. I'm Maria. And today we are discussing Scarface. Yes. Um, and before we get into it, I would like to tell you guys where you can reach us. You can reach us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. And also, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And when you follow us on Twitter, you will catch our raw um, initial reactions to the movie. Because we do um, tweet when it's our first time watching the movie. So, being that this is one of my favorite movies, it was Maria's turn to live tweet. So, but I did come dressed festive for the occasion. I'm going to show you. Show show them, show them the swag, Lindsay. Show them the Scarface swag. Yeah. Look at my jacket. My jacket. Yeah. Lindsay and I were college, uh, roommates yeah. in college, which is how we're here today. She yeah. had that jacket back then. Yeah, it was my so. Christmas present. <laughs> when did you from get my that mom? Jacket? I got the, I got it that Christmas from my mom oh, when wow. I went back home. Yep, yep. We and went. People have been trying to buy it off her ever since. Yeah. Oh my god, it was ridiculous how many people tried to buy this jacket, and I was like, absolutely not. And all these years later, I'm not going to tell y'all how many years later, but all these years later, I still have it. And mm-hmm. it's still not for sale. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on, let me do a couple of things first, because we want to let everybody know that we're live. We're live and we're here. While you're here, go ahead and subscribe. Follow us on all your social media so you can stay up to date with what movies we haven't seen, which might shock you, considering that Lindsay studied film, and then I was a film critic for like a long time. Uh, but there are lots of movies that we haven't seen that you might have expected us expected for us to see. Right. Uh, so this time we're we're giving those movies a chance. I uh, like previously I hadn't seen Romeo Must Die, and then. Uh, Lindsay hadn't seen Little Mermaid, Princess Bride. I hadn't seen Belly or Class Act. So we switch off every week to, uh, uh, you know, catch up on those things we lost, somehow skipped over in our youth. Yes. Yes. And, and it's so funny because, like, with you being a film critic and me uh, getting a degree in film, there are a lot of movies that people feel are staples that yeah. we should have seen and absolutely not. Didn't even care to see them. Didn't need to get a degree in, in film <laughs> to see them. So, <laughs> so this is like the best opportunity, especially with our grown 2022 eyes watching yeah. these movies and being able to discuss them, especially given the fact that, you know, people are just now starting to get back into the movies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Starting to get yeah. back into theaters and whatnot. So this is a great opportunity to revisit some movies that we feel are classics and then watch new movies that we've never seen. So and yeah. open up our eyes to something different, you know? Yeah, and just so, see how the landscape of film has changed uh, right. even in that short amount of time. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. So it 
it's a it's a um great opportunity for the both of us you know so um <clears throat> yeah so we are discussing 1983's scarface and obviously right obviously with my attire you know my it's attire, a, this is my very, a remake of the 1932 film of scarface yes um, Which is a good film as well. Nineteen three was the year I was born, so uh, of course I just I didn't get to see it. <laughs> yeah. And my parents are pretty strict on what I could watch as a kid, so Scarface was not going to be one of those uh, right, that I was right, going right. to watch. Um, but we kind of lost you there, Lindsay. I can't hear you. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Hold on. You might have muted yourself on accident. Okay. There you are. Can you, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, honestly, I didn't. But now I cannot hear you. <laughs> it's gone. Now. It's gone again? Oh, great. Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. Now what's going on? So we're just being plagued by technical difficulties today, you guys. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. So, um, honestly, when... Um, the first time I ever heard of this movie, I was in seventh grade, and it was from I think a history teacher. She, oh really? Yes. Yeah, for some reason, she brought up Scarface, and she was telling us how the reaction was when we were uh, when it came out, and how so many people deemed it as it being a very violent film. Yeah. And she said, and if you watched it then, which was in the nineties, it's laughable. So, but I didn't actually watch it until I was like 18 because my brother had it. <clears throat> See, you had that older sibling connection. Yeah, yeah. So I had went over his house one day and I saw he had it and I was like, OMG. I remember hearing about this when I was in middle school. And he was like, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. Take it home, watch it. So um, I watched it. And uh, the first time I watched it, it was late at night, so I fell asleep. So when I, <laughs> so when I, how did you fall asleep on Scarface? Oh my goodness! Well, you know, it start, it starts slow. It does. Yeah, start, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, it does start a bit slow. So yeah, I fell asleep. Then the next day, I um, woke up and watched it, and instantly fell in love. Like I, I got it. I understood why everybody loves this movie so much. Mm -hmm. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So the movie stars Al Pacino. Um, it also has Michelle Pfeiffer. This was like her first movie. Yes, yeah, her first big role. Yeah. I was like, is that Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then uh, who else does it have? It has a few other people as well. Let me pull up the cast. Um, it has Steven Bauer. Uh, of course, Patino. Yeah, a bunch of other people that probably don't know their names. But uh, <laughs> it was written, it was directed by Brian De Palma, and it was written by, um, what's his name? Oliver Stone. Yes. And what the basis of the story is, um, they were political refugees from Cuba 
And so it's just a basic um, coming up from literally nothing because they, they had to flee Cuba. And they yeah, were... had the Communist Revolution, yes. uh, Fidel Castro. Um, so a lot of people were fleeing Cuba by boat, you know, coming to Miami because it's a short trip by boat to join other family members or just to escape uh, what was going on in Cuba at the time. Yes, yes. So um, so they came over. Um, they had to deal with the foolishness that was over here in um, specifically Miami because this is based in Miami. So um, with it being in Miami, and they had these different places that they were placing some of the refugees. And so they put them in pretty much like a, a all men tent city that was on yeah. a side of the town. And it's like underneath these highway overpasses yes. and everything. It's like, it's not a place anybody really wants to live. Right. Right. And they were literally living under like tents. They weren't even like full tents. They were just like, oh, it's about to rain. Let me put a tent. Tarp. Yeah, right. tarp. Exactly. With a hot with a line of porta potties. And it was just all men. And that's where they dumped them. So what do they call it? They called it Freedom Town. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they was there for about a month. And Manny, which um Scarface name is Tony, and yeah. his right hand Tony is right. And his right hand is Manny. Yeah. And Manny um, has run across some people that wants them to do a job. There's this man that was um, under, was working under Fidel Castro. And he tortured and killed a lot of people in the beginning of his ruling. And so he got I mean, out. He was a lawyer, but he was out here torturing and killing people personally. Yeah. Right, right. Like he was at first, I was a little confused. I was like, uh, maybe he had worked for some people or something, and that's why they wanted him dead. But no, he was doing it. No, he was doing it. Yeah. So he got ousted, and um, well, he went to jail, and then he got ousted, and he ended up in Miami, and they put him in Freedom Town, and so they knew he was coming. So these people promised uh, Tony and Manny a job. And their green card if they were going ahead and do this bid. So they uh they said that they'll do like they was like we'll kill communists for fun for yeah. free, you know. Right. But right. yeah, but this one in particular, we'll carve them up real good. So um so yeah, so they did they had an uprising and because they you're in these squalid ass conditions, I'm not surprised. People right. Are gonna not put up with it. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it definitely made sense that this occurred. So um during the uprising, they uh they figured this would be the best time to go on ahead and um cancel his contract, which is what they did. <laughs> so your, your services are no longer necessary. Right. We're You're done. So sorry. We're good. Yeah. So so yeah, so they went on ahead and um killed him and the people made good on their promise and they went on ahead and um got them their green card and got them a job. 
then while they're working this job, they was working pretty much like a um a little taco stand or whatever. Yeah, like a little and, yeah, a, little, a sandwich uh shop, sandwich shop, like sandwich shop. Yeah, so they're working the sandwich shop. Of course, don't nobody want to do that. And they probably did that for probably like a month. Then Manny came up with another situation that could uh, get them some more money. So when they talked to the guy, when they talked to the guy about it or whatever, um, him and Tony have a conversation and Tony's like, I want to. I want to get in. I don't want to just do a job. I want to get in. Like, let me go on ahead and make this run. So dude was like, all right, well, if you want to make the run and it goes successful, we can, we can talk about some, some bigger business. Cause he was at first, he was talking about $500. I was like, no way. Absolutely. I know it's supposed to be like 1981, but no. Right. Back then. Absolutely not. And that's like two dollars now, you know. Right. So, <laughs> but, but yeah. So they. So it's four of them that go, and um, I forgot. I forgot the fourth guy, but it was Chi-Chi, Manny, Tony, and then there was a fourth guy. I forgot his name. Yeah. So Tony and the fourth guy, they um, well, all four of them go to the job. Manny. Yeah, and they're Chi supposed, stayed they're in supposed the to car. pick up. They're supposed to pick up a couple of kilos. Yes, a couple of kilos. Kilos, and they're so they're basically doing a drug transaction. And Manning and Chi Chi stay in the car, and they're like, "If anything happens in fifteen minutes, come in and get us." So they go in. The man is acting real nervous, trying to make small talk. Come to find right. out, he claims that he don't have the kilos on him. Well, Tony tells him he ain't got the money on him. So, do you want to start over or what? Oh, yeah, what we oh, got yeah. To I mean, do? the kilos around the corner. Oh, yeah, the money's in the car, you know, whatever. Right. So, next thing you know, because the fourth guy, he's this is a hotel. So, he's standing outside the door of the hotel room. So, with him standing outside the door, there's somebody that's coming up the stairs behind him with a gun. So, he comes up the stairs, grabs his hair, pushes him in the room. Then everybody pulls out their guns. Um, they pull out their gun before Tony could get to his. So now they got them both tied up in the bathroom. And the main guy then pulled out a chainsaw. So when he opens up the uh, suitcase, we see that he had the kilos all along. Next it to was the only chainsaw. two kilos. It was, it was two only two kilos. kilos. Right. That's why it feels like it was a setup. So it, it, it was just like all this for two kilos, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. I mean, because um, I feel like it was a setup. I was doing like uh, after I watched the movie, I do what I usually do. I, I go through like a bunch of YouTube reviews and stuff like that, reactions, mm-hmm. whatever. You find a lot of people have information like behind the scenes and things like that. So mm-hmm. when it came to this particular scene, like the movie was apparently so violent, they wanted to give it an X rating, yeah. Um but they made little cuts here and there to preserve the R rating. And it was this scene in particular where yeah. they did some cutting to try and preserve their R rating. And apparently what, what goes down with this chainsaw, the guy cutting him up in the bathroom is something that actually happened in some of these uh, drug cases that they were researching uh, for the film. Yeah. Yeah. If you, um, if you really look and see what all like it entails with this movie, they did, they did do a lot of research. 
you know, to try to make it as um, unique to the story as possible. But um, yeah. And then the killer part about it is that if you actually watch the film um, closely, you will see that we do not see any body parts being cut up. No, you don't see. Once he takes out the chainsaw, you don't see that man ever again. You don't see right. any part of him ever again. Exactly. Um, you don't even hear him screaming. No. Uh, you see you his see eyes get real big and that's it, you know. Like everything is implied. So uh, very implied. <laughs> right. So for everybody to be like, oh, this is such a violent movie, this, that, and the third, it's like, are y'all really paying attention to what you're seeing? Because you're not seeing I mean, anything. at the time, <laughs> right. I mean, at the time, I'm sure they had, I mean, especially before the cuts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was much more uh, graphic. Um, but even oh, yeah. as it was at the time, it was still pretty graphic. Um, yeah. The right, 1932 right. original even had some issues with that, uh, but yes. because it was kind of before all these different codes and stuff like yes. that, they were able to get away with it. Yes, I've uh, actually used the 1932 version in a um, presentation I did in one of my film classes dealing with um, lighting because you're absolutely correct. You're right on the money. Um, there was this scene in the 1932 version. Now, the 1932 version deals with um, Italians mm-hmm. and the yeah, mob. Al Capone and liquor and stuff, right? Right, right. So there's a scene in the movie where they line up these mobsters and they just shoot them down execution style. However, you don't even see the mobsters. What you see is a, a brick wall and you see shadows. And when they tell them to line up or whatever and put their hands up, you see all their hands go up. And then you don't even see the gun. You just see the bullets hitting the brick wall. And then you see the shadows fall down. So I use that in my um, in my presentation for lighting. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, but you don't, again, it's, it's implied. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you don't actually see bodies. But that was very violent in its time and they shot that down just like they shot down the 83 version so yeah but yeah but yeah you definitely was right on the money with that um what else so uh oh yeah i mean the whole thing with they get the two kilos the guy gets chopped up with the chainsaw you know and 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 tony's seeing it all he's like uh, fortunately he's behind the shower curtain so he doesn't get Mm -hmm. splattered Right, uh, you know, and and his guys run up. They see everything's going on. There's a shootout, you know, and then you get this scene, which is like just so crazy. Where it's just it's him, it's it's Tony, and the dude who's supposed to be running the deal, like in the middle of the street, and yes. Tony just shoots him down. I was yes, hey, yes. So, uh, oh, yeah. So what ends up happening in that scene also? was um, Manny and Chi-Chi, they were outside um, in the car and they was, Manny was messing with some girls. That's his weakness. Manny is always messing with girls. Yeah, that's his weakness right there. So he was messing with some girls. Then the girl, like he was doing too much. So the girl walked off. So then that's when he was like, okay, it's it's that time. We need to go ahead and go upstairs. So Chi-Chi goes around on the side. Manny goes upstairs. Manny shoots the place up. 
So, and that's how um, Tony got uh, saved. So then Tony and the guy that was still holding him in the bathroom, they uh, have a fight and then he gets the gun and shoots him. But uh, one of the guys that Manny thought that he was, uh, that he was shooting, that he killed, wasn't dead. So when Manny was looking into the bathroom, the dude shot him and it went straight through. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. So it was a clean shot. Um, so, yeah. So by this time, Chi Chi then came upstairs. So Chi Chi's now helping Manny on the floor. And so there's there's so many quotable scenes in this movie or quote or quotes in this movie. But one of them is the Chi Chi get the yayo. And then they show the yayo on the ground. So he goes downstairs, like the guy with the chainsaw, he didn't went through walls trying to get away. He didn't went through a window that he thought that he could walk through, but he ends up falling down a flight of stairs. So now he's like, he's shot up. He didn't fell through some windows. So now he's trying to get away, but Tony is following him. Now, everybody that's on the main level, that are on the street, they're like screaming ridiculously, screaming. but yeah. nobody's leaving for real. Like they're still standing around, like watching. There, right? <laughs> so I kind of understand, but I kind of don't because I'm like, well, I mean, they filmed some of this like in actually in Miami, so there were there yeah. were people who were just there to right. be there to watch the film go down. So I think that might have been what was happening. Right, right. But I mean, they could have got some extras to be like, okay, y'all start running. Run. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so they weren't running, but they was just sitting around like, ah. So, um, so yeah, so Tony comes down. Now, mind you, there's uh, sirens going off. There are people that were at restaurants sitting out, just sitting there minding their own business. And he literally shoots this man in the head in broad daylight in the middle of the street. Middle of Miami. Yes, in Miami, in South Beach. So then he gets in a convertible. Then the convertible is like 15 feet long. So he can barely <laughs> maneuver it. And like 15 years old. Yes. So then he turn he um turns it around so he can be on the other side. So by this time, Manny and Chi Chi then came down. So they're getting in the car. Now he's still he's trying to maneuver it to not hit no other cars, even though we hear sirens and they're getting louder. So he takes off. So yeah, so they end up finding a payphone. They call the the connect dude and they tell him, you know, this shit was fucked up, but. We got the money and we got the yayo, and I'm yeah. taking it to the head. Oh, Omar, yeah, that was the yeah. dude we're dealing with. Yeah, Omar. So he's like, I'm taking it to the head, boss. I'm not going like after this stuff. I'm not going through you. After all of this, I'm going right. straight to cafe. Right, right. Like you got me messed up, and my friend blood on this money. Nah, I'm not. To, I'm not fooling with you no more. No, so, I just watched my friend get sliced up in front of me. Okay, <laughs> and I didn't fold, and I didn't fold, because I was thinking about it, because I've I've watched it um twice, like these last couple of days I watched it twice, and I was thinking, you know, what could he have actually done? 
like, to try really. to save his life. But right, right, there was no way that he could like, cause had he be like, okay, stop, I'll go get the money. Then he got everybody. Everybody's dead at that point. You know what I'm saying? So there was really nothing that he could do to save his life. So <sighs> is what yeah. it is. You know, that would have been enough for me though. I'd been like, Oh, this is not this is not the life for me. I don't want anything this badly. (laughs) Yeah, but we're but we're thinking of it, we're thinking of it in an American light. Yeah, I mean they have nothing to lose, you know what I'm saying? But their lives, I would like to keep my limbs all together, is what I'm saying. You know, just that's just the minimum. That's just the minimum. I totally get it, and I agree. However, the way they looking at it, they have nothing to lose. You know, what and I'm and Tony, Tony is nothing but a big ball of ambition. Yes, yes. Like um, this movie is really excellent, and particularly, of course, so much has to do with Pacino's performance because Tony as a character is not very sympathetic for me at all. Like I don't like him. He's <laughs> he's unlikable to really? me. Yes. Like he's he's got this. He's. I feel like um you know once he and Elvira get married like and she's like you're so boring. All you ever do is talk about money. I was like yes. He's, well yeah he did get to that point yeah. But he's but before that even he's just it's all about his ambition his ambition he's interesting, but he's not likable to me. Yeah. Um, you know, because we go on from there, and then, uh, you know, he, when he catches up with his family, with his uh, little sister Gina, and everything, he's very like oddly obsessed with her sexuality and trying yeah. to control that aspect yeah. of her. Even though he gives her like a thousand dollars and is like, "Go and have fun," so that's what she does. But he's <laughs> like, "No, not like that." It is, <laughs> yeah. It's, and, you know, uh, I was really glad the movie did not drop that because, I, you know, there's a lot of films where you have, like, a tropes, right? Tropes are really popular, right? So you have that kind of trope of, like, the controlling older brother with his baby sister, yeah. the controlling hu- uh, husband, you know, with his trophy wife or whatever. But they actually do something with those tropes, which is what really helps it stand out and make it different yes. from a, yes. a lot of similar films. Yes. Yes. And... um it's so funny because when I was reading your tweets, I was like, she definitely picked up on that at all, which a lot of people do pick up on because it was borderline incestuous. Yeah, I was getting some you Lannister know? vibes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, it was like it was a bit too far with the controlling, mm-hmm. which some some parts of it he was right on the money. You know what I'm saying? Like with yeah. the whole thing with them being in the club, you know. Yeah, he's like, I, he's I, right I get, right. I get him not want her, not wanting him, not. I get him not wanting to have her like around all the drug dealers and everything, you know, because he knows exactly how dangerous it can be. And right. then also, uh, she was talking to Manny later, and she was like, "Well, I was having fun or whatever." And he was like, "In the bathroom, girl." Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "That is a good point." Uh, but at the same time, it is too much. He's like obsessed with this idea of purity for mm-hmm. her, and yeah. it's uh, it's 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 a little skeevy, man. I, I'm glad they did not drop that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, basically, that's he goes and meets the uh, big man, which is Lopez. 
Frank. Yeah, Frank Lopez. And um, <clears throat> then he meets Elvira, which is played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. And he, for him, it's just love at first sight. She's uh, gorgeous. She's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Like you, that's one thing you cannot take away from Michelle Pfeiffer. She is mm-hmm. breathtaking. Mm-hmm. You know, so she um, so they all go out to the club and they're having they're having good times or whatnot. And then uh Michelle's like not Michelle, Vira's <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to dance. Frank doesn't want to dance. So then she asks Tony. Frank says it it's okay. So he gets up and he dances with her and whatnot. And Michelle, not Michelle, Vira. <laughs> Vira, she is she she's special. Um she is not in the building for him no. at all. She never um, really is. But she never was with Frank either. Yeah, uh, no, we don't really. Yeah, we don't really see that from Frank either, and it's I. It just seems like life is just she's just letting like things happen to her, mm-hmm. right? She there's no up until she actually leaves Tony, everything is just kind of happening to her. She yeah. doesn't really make any decisions. Like yeah. Tony's like, well, let's get married and have children. And she's just like, okay. And I'm like, girl, do you care anything about this? Right, the only thing she really cared about was her coke. Yeah. That's the only thing that she was engaged in that she cared about. Like I mean, I, I guess even that I mean, like it just seemed like she was they did not give her much of a personality at all. They didn't. They didn't. You know, it, but it's one thing to like be addicted and like you're like, well, this stuff is just happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's another thing to like have like no personality. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it it's it's crazy. It's just crazy how just like it would be a good idea um, if we can get some type of backstory or origin story or something like mm-hmm. that for her. Like, I would really like to see how she got herself into this position because you're you're in you're you're the head honcho's girlfriend, and you don't want to be there. Not like you can care less about nothing that's going on around you, you know. And then the one that takes his place, you end up being with them, and you literally could care Feel less. Unhappy. Right. They're all yeah. That's one thing that this uh, movie does. It's like even though a lot of the elements are were later glorified, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it really does show you like this is not fun. <laughs> like this is yeah. not what you want to do. None right. of these people are happy. Uh, None of them are really getting things that would satisfy them in their life. Right. 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 So, um, so yeah, so we move on to, I forgot what else happened. Well, you know, he's, he's, Tony's getting in with Frank and everything. And then he goes to Bolivia to meet Sosa, Omar, Yes. They're talking about a deal or whatever. And then, you know, um, uh, Omar's not that not too into it, but he's like, I got to check with the boss. So they're like, okay, well, you can go back to Miami. Uh, we'll keep him here. We're going to talk some more or whatever. And Sosa claims that Omar is actually a police informant. 
and uh, he has him hung from a helicopter. Yeah. Which is just like, that shocked me because I was like, there's no way to anticipate that at all. Yeah. Um, Um, What shocked me was that they actually did it. Like, I saw the rope, but I mean, I I just would never have thought, oh, they're going to hang him from a helicopter. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right now, whoever came up with that idea was dope. That that, that was sick. a dope that scene. Is a yeah, slick idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like not even on front. That was that was a pretty slick idea. But yeah. Um, now you say claim. So mm-hmm. do you believe that he was an informant? You, I don't know. You know, it's never really confirmed one way or another, uh, mm-hmm. because Tony totally buys it in part because he blames Omar for Angel's death, the guy who got chopped up. But when he goes back to talk to Frank about, you know, what happened and like the deal and all that kind of stuff, Frank is like, why did you believe him? What proof did he have? And I was like, that's a bad point. (laughs) No, it's a great point. But in the same breath, what will be the reason for him to kill him? I don't know. And what will be the reason to lie about killing him? Right. Because it's Sosa. Like, it's Sosa. Sosa ain't got a lot of nobody about nothing. Yeah, and I feel like Sosa is pro- is kind of the kind of a guy who's like, I'm not trying to get a lot of violence going on. You know, like <laughs> I'm not trying to bring too much attention. Right. Um, exactly. So signs point to he was most likely correct, uh, but we don't really get any kind of confirmation one way or another. Yeah. Right. I was a little surprised he didn't say, "Oh yeah, we found such and such and here's the picture or whatever." Of him talking to you, the police or something. Yeah, because I feel like again, it's Sosa. He ain't got to lay out nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm killing this man, and you, and this is why I'm killing this man. And yeah. you're lucky I didn't kill you for coming with him. Like, well, no, know? I think he likes Tony. So I, I think, think he likes that was such a problem. And I, I feel think like you know, there was definitely him. something with Omar. Like their relationship was yeah. not that smooth. But I feel like he knew that Omar wouldn't be able to make the deal that he wanted to make, and Tony would. Like Tony, Tony yeah. was able to see the vision. Tony was like going in for the deal, yeah. And Omar was like, "No, nah, I got to talk to the boss," right? Which is honestly the right thing to do, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. you don't have you don't have the authority to make these decisions, Tony. Right, right, and you just got in. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like. I feel like um, Tony understood what the deal was and how big of an opportunity it was. Oh, I'm sure, but it was and, Tony's ambition again. Yeah, that's leading that he's leading with his ambition. That's getting him into further trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a gift and a curse. You know? Yes, mm-hmm. it's a, it's definitely a gift and a curse, but. Um, but I think Sosa saw that as well, you know, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna deal with you. I don't have no, I don't have no nothing saying that you're this, that, or third, right? But this motherfucker over here, oh, he, he gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs> he gotta go. I'm done with him. His yeah. his contract was uh, not renewed. No, not at all. It did no, end. It Thank you for your services." so then we move on to them going back or tony going back to miami to um, Mm -hmm. tell them what went on and like you said uh lopez did question it 
But then he, he what he was upset about was the deal. Yeah, he Tony's was, making moves without approval. Right, and he he felt like that was too big of a deal for him to fulfill his side of the contract. Mm -hmm. And Tony was just like, you know, I'll go out on the street for you if it gets that deep, but I feel like we can do this. Yeah. You know? But so. the other, other thing about Frank is like, oh, he's like, we can totally use a dude like Tony. Mm -hmm. And he'll do whatever with that. Right, right, because that's what he thought initially, you know? But now that he's seeing that ain't the king... So he's he's getting a little upset about that, yeah. You know, because it's a it's a good it's a good thing to have a person like Tony like that on your payroll, but it's also a bad thing because at one point y'all gonna bump heads and he gonna try to take you out and you mm -hmm. gotta try to take him out first. That ambition is bigger than both of y'all. That's basically mm -hmm. what it is. Right. And then we get to the scene in the uh, nightclub, right? Mm -hmm. And Tony's talking to this cop who's like, hey, you pay me. I'll make sure you, you stay, you know, we'll stay away from you. I've got, he's like, I've got killers with badges. And I was like, oh, Lord. Right. And, and he tried uh, to throw up that whole um, hotel scene. He tried yeah. to throw up that whole situation in his face. And so. uh, also it looked like he was drinking milk at the <laughs> at the <laughs> disco. And I was like, what is he? Is that milk? <laughs> it was either milk or a white Russian, one or the two. Right? <laughs> it was too smooth. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Tommy's like thinking over that deal or whatever. And then there comes this guy who's like singing Frank Sinatra in this mask, in this really weird, creepy paper mache mask that's supposed to look like Frank Sinatra, but absolutely does not. Like no. anything like Frank Sinatra? It was like a, a, a an exaggerated caricature, which is yeah. like 20 on 10, you know. It was nightmare fuel. I was no yeah. I if I was Frank <laughs> at the time, I would have I would have been offended. Like y'all yes. just called me. <laughs> like I was available, I would have been in the movie. Right. Like, damn, like <laughs> y'all couldn't get a look alike from Vegas. Like, come right. on. Something like damn. Like, what is this? What is this shit? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would have been offended, but you know, it it was random. It was weird. Ooh, that doesn't yeah. normally happen in a club. But I was like, is that a thing people used to do? Is this what you do when you not can't do blackface? Like, what is happening? Right. What is this Italian face? Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Oh my God. It was I was glad when the shooting started because I was like, oh, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because I guess because I'm so used to the movie, I'm just used to that part. But when I saw your tweet about it, I cracked up. I was like, yeah, that that is pretty freaking weird. Yeah, I had yeah. to take a little some clips because I was like, this is like I've never seen anything like that yeah. before. Right, right. In this serious ass movie, then all of a sudden we got this. Uh, Clown. I don't right, know it's what just is happening. Character, like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, so yeah. So the shooting happens. Um, yeah, because like tensions were rising between Lopez and Tony, and Tony was high, but he still was alert enough to know that something was going to happen. He didn't know exactly what. But he knew something was going to happen. So, yeah, so the shooting happens. Um, Lopez had 
killers all over that place, and they was all gunning for him. But he got up out somehow. They life. all missed him. <laughs> yeah, You're right. He too fast for him. That's all. Star Wars he, rules. Yeah. <laughs> so he got up out that mug. Um, and like you can't even really brain Frank. Tony's over here hitting on his woman. Mm-hmm. Tony's over here trying to muscle in on his business, tell him how to do business. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So we don't see a scene where he puts two and two together, but we see the scene after two and two is put together. Mm-hmm. And um, so he sets up a um a phone call to be made to Lopez to let him know, like, hey, we didn't get him. So he goes to Lopez Motors and he confronts Lopez um, about trying to kill him. So Lopez at first is playing along. Oh, what happened to you? What's right. going we'll, on? We'll get him. We'll get him. You know. Yeah. So, you know, Tony went along with it for a couple of seconds, then just told him, you know, cut the shit. Like, I know that it was you. Like, stop it. So, then, boy, if you ever seen a grown man win. Grovel on his knees, crying and begging. Right. Offering money, offering Elvira. He offered everything. He'll go away. You'll never see him again. Right. Just let me get my money and I'll leave. Right. Nah. Nah. You just tried to kill me. Do you really think I'm going to trust you to go on ahead and give me this money, give me your girl, and burn out? Nah. Like you won't do it again? Right. We got to go on ahead and end your contract, too. (laughs) So, so, um, yeah, so he's on the floor, you know, um, grabbing at his pant legs and crying and all this type of stuff and so tony's like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kill you chi chi kill him so chi chi mm-hmm. killed him so then the cop is sitting there just unbothered he just know that he was gonna walk out of there unscathed right and he's you can't shoot a cop right the fuck like you can get touched in here too so he got he got um touched by them bullets so. Although he did not do all that groveling, no, he didn't. Not at he, all. His last words were "fuck you." So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh boy, yeah. And then uh, you know, Tony becomes becomes the jefe. You know, he's marries Elvira for whatever reason. I mean, like he's attracted to her, but she does not seem into him at all. Like not at all. Not in the you least. Know? She not doesn't even seem like curious or intrigued it's just like well this is what has to happen basically right right i feel like i feel like he did like her but i also feel like that's what he thought being successful was oh yeah no elvira was completely a status a status symbol a a, a trophy wife she's you know blonde green-eyed white woman you know yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, you so know, if he, I'm if I'm supposed to be successful in this game, that's what I need to show that I'm successful. Right. It doesn't really have anything to do with who she is as a person. 
Not at all. Not at all. So whoever that would be, right? Let us know. So right, right. So it's it was um it was sort of like a contractual thing. And then yeah. again, like we talked about, like before. it's like you know, you get you get the car, you get the house, and the girl. Like it all yeah. comes together. It's a it, four for four or something. Like <laughs> right, right, right. And so you know, like we talked about earlier, she just goes with the flow. She falls into these situations. You know, she doesn't really uh, take hold of her life until the end. No, no. So, um, so yeah. So we have this big old montage of him you know coming up in the world and him going um through all this money and going to the bank and having them wash the money in the bank and him starting up all these companies him getting married shell companies yes yeah all these shell companies they had a realty company they had a management company they had um his sister had a um a beauty salon you know, yeah, I'm sure that they was her dream. She actually wanted to, right? Because she know. was in school for it, right? Yeah. So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're washing money through there, like claws. Oh, you know, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, and then the bank was washing the money for him too. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, we go through this long montage, um, which is one of the best montages I can say that I've seen ever. Yeah, montages were. Just kind of creeping up in popularity at the time, so mm-hmm. it wasn't yet quite so tropey to have a montage in there. Right, right. But you know, <laughs> sidebar. You have you ever seen Team America? Yes, Roughly? of course. I have that song of it. Montage. Everybody needs a montage. montage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. That's that movie has ruined me for. The Scarface montage because it's like they took it right from there really and everything. Did. So, but yeah. that just shows you how you know impactful this movie has been. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, so we get through the montage or whatever, and then um, we see Tony having a conversation with the banker and Manny, and the banker is basically um, increasing the percentage mm-hmm. on the money that he's washing for them, and. There's literally nothing you can do about it. So they and yeah, and see the thing is, Tony here is I want more money. But what the banker is telling him is we have to stay good with the IRS. Right. Right. If anything is going to take you down, it's going to be the IRS. Exactly. But Tony exactly. doesn't hear that. Right, because he's he still is um thinking with the street mindset. You know what I'm saying? He ain't really had to deal with government like that. You know what I'm saying? And you're trying and you're trying to keep them off your ass. So you got to kind of listen to what this man is telling you. Like he's he's on your side. Yeah. You know I mean? Now, one thing I did notice <laughs> watching it now over the over the weekend was the words that people were choosing to use in this movie. Mm. Because when Tony was like, I'll take my money over to the Bahamas. That banker was like, so you just going to have some monkeys look over your your mm-hmm. money? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, like oh. What? We're not even in this. What are you right. doing? Like, what did I do? I ain't even did nothing. How I get in this? <laughs> right. 
you don't even see us in the movie. Like we don't exist. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't walk down the street. We don't do shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They went there. And Tony called somebody else a monkey, but it wasn't a black person. Right. It wasn't like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a totally different context. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. I was just, and I've never noticed that before until I watched it this weekend. I just was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. that, uh, what do you call the uh, Jack in the Box? It was Jack in the Box racism. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Very unexpected. Right, right, right. So, um, so yeah, so that happened. <laughs> so, um, they have their conversation. Um, Tony finally is understanding what the man is saying, yeah. and then the man going ahead and leaves. And, um, yeah. then what, what happened after that situation? I mean, there's that whole thing where they're counting the money. And it's taking yeah. hours, and it's a he gets busted by the cops and whatever, and then yeah. he goes to see a lawyer, and the lawyer's like, um, you know, they got you. Like, right. I can create a lot of doubt, but there was that 1.3 million dollars on the table on, with the camera. Like, I can't make that yeah. go away, but we can like, you know, we get some things reduced, you know, whatever. Tony is like really not trying to hear all that, really. Right. Right, because he's like, I'm paying this lawyer. This is like the top lawyer in the world. I'm paying him all this money. Why am I still going to have to do this time? So he had to kind of like put it in his head like, this video is not good. Now, I I can get these other charges dropped, but, or not dropped, but I can get you acquitted. Right, he's but, like, I can create doubt in the jury's mind. You know. Right. Right, but they gonna come back in with that tax evasion. Then here come this tax thing again that the uh, banker was talking about. Trying to like, tell you about, right? You know, because he's thinking you. the banker's just being greedy, blah blah blah. You know, whatever. It's yeah. really interesting because Tony has a lot to say about the communist regime in Cuba. I don't know how much he really believes it because we do get you know hints that he was a criminal in Cuba too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how much of his like hatred of the communist regime is genuine, uh, or if he's like really just trying to impress, you know, the Americans. Like, no, uh, so I, think much, you know? I think it's genuine. I think it's genuine because, yeah. and the reason why I say that is because I feel like he was a victim of his circumstance, and that's why he had to go to crime in Cuba, and now that's all that he knows. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I come from nothing, but I'm a, I'm a victim as well. Right. Do they I really? Mean? I mean, does he really hate them because they're communists, or does he hate them because like they stopped his whatever he was doing? You know what I mean? Like, we, I, I, would, I would like scene. some more. I would like a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah. Well, he had a scene where he was talking about the communists, and he was like, you know, how they tell you what to do, what to think, where to go, and all this kind of stuff. So, but how do you treat your sister and your wife, sir? Facts. But I feel like very similar to me. True, but I feel like that's more the misogyny than anything. Oh, I mean, we can have both. You know what I'm saying? Pork and noodles, toast. We can got you. Um, but he also gets upset when Elvira calls him a capitalist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. so what is it you want to be? <laughs> you got to pick one. Like, <laughs> pick you got to pick one. Right. Because you're definitely taking advantage of the capitalist economy that's 
you know, exists here. Mm-hmm. And you seem to be like really ambitious about that. So why would you say that you're on one? How would how are you not one? Right, right. But I don't think he would would have been able to flourish in his criminalhood, if that's a word, in Cuba. Criminality. Yeah, right. Criminality. And I don't think he would have been able his to criminal career. Right. I don't think he would have been able to peak his highest potential mm-hmm. in Cuba. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm wondering if like that's why he hates them or if something more specific that's like directly related to the actual communist regime happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then maybe like, there was that, that star. Right. We never find out how that happened. Right. That whole that was so weird when he in the because that was like one of the first things in the movie. Yeah. And he's in immigration. And mm-hmm. they're like, Well, how did you get that scar? And it's like down his face. Like it's very yeah. dominant. And, yeah. and he's like, did you get it eating pussy? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is what? <laughs> right, right. But Tony also has the same reaction. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the weirdest thing. And apparently, yeah. like, like how, you get, when they, how you get a scar like that eating pussy, man? <laughs> what have you been doing, sir? What kind of pussy you eating? <laughs> this is very weird. Like, right. <laughs> did you encounter some vag- vagina dentata? Is that what's happening? Right, right. Like, did it did it bite back? Like I don't understand. Right. <laughs> Speaking of which, Teeth is a really good movie. I love that movie. Um, but in the edit, oh, <laughs> but in the edited version, um, they actually changed that to pineapple. Wow, eating pineapples. Which is only slightly more plausible, I guess, because pineapples do have sharp outsides. But, but you're like, not gonna get that type of scar. No, right. doing this. But right, anyway. right. And uh, I mean, and in that scene, he does say something about getting it as a kid, but he lied so much in that scene. We don't right. know if that's the it's, truth or not. Right. It's giving, you know, Joker from the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we also have the scene where they have dinner. It's Elvira and Manny and everything, and Elvira's like, "I'm leaving him," because um, he's like, "He's you want to have kids with her?" And he's like, "You're doing all this coke. Your your uterus is all dried up, or whatever." Oh, wait, like, before we had before we had the dinner scene, remember we had the bathtub scene. Oh yes, where she called him a capitalist, and he was like, "I'm not a capitalist." Blah blah. Right. You know. Uh, and first of all, we have this extremely large bathtub. You could fit That's in the floor. Like 10 people in this bathtub. Yeah. That and is surrounded by carpet. It is surrounded right. by carpet. I never understood why people put carpet in bathrooms. That, oh my God. And I love carpet, but not in the bathroom. I hate a cold floor. Yeah. But no carpet in the bathroom. We're not doing that. No. That's, that's and gross. it's not even really a bathroom. The tub is in the middle of his bedroom. Bedroom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he and they're just he's just taking a bath and man he's just sitting there in a chair like I don't Chilling while your homie's I, bathing right <laughs> I don't know no like no shade I don't know no straight men that would be okay with that they don't care if it was a million bubbles in this tub like I'll wait till you get out it's not that deep <laughs> straight or not like do I why are you in the bath bathroom with me like I'm bathing like. Yeah, we're not significant others, like <laughs> right, right. Like, what is this? Like, 
<laughs> I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need a help with bathing or anything. So, you know, it's cool. You could like sit outside, like, if you want. Right. like what, is, like legit, what are we doing here? What are we doing? So, yeah. Um, but he does make some good points um, in that scene and also later in the um, dining scene where he's talking about like how all the other rich folks have also done terrible things to get where they are. Right. Yeah. They've also stepped on people to get where they are. Uh, mm-hmm. Their actions have a great, uh, you know, a wide reach to do things that negatively impact people uh, in similar, if not same or longstanding ways as Tony. Right. 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 Their their hands aren't clean either. Yeah, they're not. Uh, which I was, which is not, which is not a point I was expecting the film to make, but I was glad that it did because it still holds true to this day. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah. Then we yeah. have that dinner scene, and he calls her an infertile junkie or whatever, as if him also he's also doing cocaine. He was loaded. That also scene. affects your fertility as a man, right. my guy. Like, right. And had the nerve to come for her womb. Had the nerve to come for her womb while you're loaded. That's the killer part. You did it while you're loaded. Like your sperm count is hitting right. five million. Like you're also you know? a junkie, sir. There right. were two rules for you to follow. You broke. 50% of them, it was not getting high your own supply. Tony, that's all you had to do. That's all you had to do. That's it. Yeah. And but we see could, Tony's could. like Tony's like increasingly more aggressive and like increasingly more paranoid, you know, about people coming for him and everything. And um, he makes his deal with Sosa because <laughs> yeah. he did have a hard love for the yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> He was he very did. into it. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Michael. I see Mike. Had a hard um, love for the cocoa. <laughs> he did. He it definitely was, was in love with the cocoa. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, what I heard was um, they were at, he was actually sniffing powdered milk. And um, it messed up his nose for a while. <laughs> how much he had to sniff. And that's the crazy part about it. Because when you actually really look. He maybe snort. You maybe actually saw him snort one time, right? But there was so much of it. And I can only imagine like how many scenes, how many cuts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then also Oliver Stone was actually addicted yeah. to cocaine. Yeah. Uh, previous to this movie, like he yeah. apparently like went to Paris while he was writing on the movie, and he was mm-hmm. able to like get off of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, he. Uh, there's a when I when I bought the movie for myself is when the 20th anniversary came out, and when the 20th anniversary came out, he came with a documentary, and in the documentary, he did talk about his addiction. So, yeah, which which that documentary was actually really good. You yeah. know, it gave a lot of insight. Um, one of the things that he gave insight on is that the actor that played Manny is actually Cuban and he helped Al Pacino with his dialect. I'm glad because I yeah. was like, <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so you but couldn't then, tell me Al Pacino wasn't uh, Cuban, though. Not I mean, back then. Right, but <laughs> would I even know? Right. Yeah. But I wouldn't probably even really know. But, um, you know, now now he's like the big, he's the big chief and then whatever. So he's meeting with Sosa and they've got like all these other heads of different companies or whatever mm -hmm. uh, meeting and they need this guy who's like going on 60 minutes, you know, talking about the drug trade in Miami and Cuba and other connections and stuff like that. They're like, we need this guy to get gone. So we have somebody who's an assassin. He just needs a ride to New York. For some reason, Tony has to do this. Yeah, um, I think I think his reputation probably preceded himself. Yeah. And they probably knew how much of a stone cold killer he was. But so and that's somebody that they can trust. And they know that they can really trust him because they he needed a favor too. Because mm -hmm. the whole thing with his uh with his court situation, they can have that stuff cleared up because we're talking about the heavy hitters of the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Very that are powerful. in this room that need this man to be dead. So they was like, Well, this man we can one thousand percent trust, and he, all he gotta do is take this assassin around New York because the assassin can't speak English. So I feel like uh that was a good and a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. You know. So this so. guy's name is Alberto, aka the Shadow. Yeah. And what they want, they specifically want this reporter's card to blow up in front of the UN. Or was it mm. UN or NATO? UN has to be UN. I think it was the UN because that's where he did the speech at, right? Right. Which just is like, uh, I guess, sir. Like, that's just like very specific. <laughs> It has yeah. to happen right there. I don't. Okay, I guess to send a message to leave us alone. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, the message would be sent either way. If you blow this guy up, it doesn't have to actually be in front of the UN. You know? Right. But maybe it's supposed to be more of a, uh, you know, we can touch you here at the UN where you think you're safe, I guess. I think I'm sorry. My sugar's dropping. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's what they wanted to do. Because there, there are some places where you feel that people perceive as untouchable. Mm -hmm. And people send a message saying, hey, you're not um, you're not untouchable. Right. Like, unfortunately, 9-11 with the Pentagon. Who would have thought that somebody would have touched the Pentagon? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because you could have got a whole... God, forgive me for saying this. Because I don't want to get give nobody no um, ideas, but you could have got somebody at a football stadium or something like that. Yeah. You probably would have got more people there than you got at the Pentagon. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're trying to send a message. But they're trying so, to send a message. You, you know, know, Alberto gets out there, puts that bomb under the car. They've been watching this guy, his habits for a while. So when he gets in the car and goes to pick up his wife and his kids, they're shocked because he had not been doing that. They have been taking separate cars. Right. And Tony is like, I don't do I don't do wives and children. Like we're not we can't do this, you know. Right. Um, and he gets so anxious about it that he shoots Alberto before Alberto can uh have the car blow up. Yeah. So I thought about that too, watching it over the weekend. And I was like, could he have really got his point across without having to kill him? And the answer was no. 
He couldn't. That type of person would have tried to kill him. Yeah. Okay. Had he stopped him. Yeah. And especially when you find out later that the UN found the bomb under the car. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's no way they could do that again. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, like, he's just, Tony, before that he went to New York was already an emotional wreck. Yeah. So he was just basically like, I can't have this on my conscience. You got me messed up. And went on ahead and shot the assassin in mm-hmm. the car while he was driving with two people in the back and nobody noticed. And it somehow didn't bust the window open. Did not bust the window. Mm. Yeah. I noticed that too. I was just like, hmm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. You know, at the same time, his like sister is missing and his mom actually contacts, gets in touch with him to let him know like your sister's missing. I don't know where she is. I haven't heard from her in a few days. And um, which is important because like his mother does not approve of anything he's doing. She even told him like not I don't have a all. son. Like she right. just owned him completely. Which um, is so, so funny because when your other kid is missing, now you know my number and you want to come call me now. So Michael says Tony Montana won lawless and don't give a fuck. Then has some principles to them that are contradictory as fuck given what he does and how violent to the core he is yeah i give you that however he's only been violent to men right he's only been violent to people who are in the same trade right right and then the whole like no no wives and kids thing is is also like a uh that's a rule trope from movies like yeah yeah that's that's a rule and then especially considering this argument that he had with his wife and how he ain't got no kids, how that was part of the argument as well. Yeah. I could see why he was like, I don't want this on my conscience. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, my wife just left me. I don't have no kids. My sister is missing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the world is coming down. You know, I might be going to jail. Like, no, I'm not doing see, this. this whole time. Like, Manny and Gina had been making eyes at each other, you know, mm-hmm. and Tony had told Manny specifically, like, don't touch my sister. Right. And I feel, and I don't blame him 100% because if we remember Manny's track record with women, he is a ladies' man. He, he is a ladies' through. man, but I feel like he was just biding his time until he could finally get with her. But we don't know Manny to be nothing else but a ladies' man, especially especially his best friend, which is Tony. And mm-hmm. like Manny said, when um his sister tried to step to Manny the first time, he was like, "Tony's like my brother, and you're his kid's sister." Like this, but this ain't gonna be good. They still, you know, they can't they can't help themselves. Like right, right, they just can't each help other. themselves. And um, like I but, get like Manny, I'm, um, I mean I get Tony not wanting his sister around, like the life and everything like that, especially not that close, right? Because right, then right. she could easily become a target. Uh, right. if, if well, she already is actually just being a sister, but um, yeah, I get that. But his like he is violent with his sister because she's an adult doing what adults whatever she wants to do with her body. He does not like that. Yeah, for him, it's for his to control, and it's just, woo. right. So, yeah, 
But they, you know, the one time that he was violent uh, with her was that bathroom scene. At yeah. the end of the day, I'm not mad at him for being violent with her because she just was I not am. getting it. But she, she was not getting it. Like, but the, girl, thing, but the thing is, she know, is she's she still has to be able to make her own mistakes. She's a grown. I woman. get that. I I be, I mean, I beat up the other dude if you that. want to, but don't beat up your sister. But I 100% get that. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you on that. However, I'm not faulting him either because you have got to make better decisions. I'm not going to always be here. And girl, don't you carry your ass to no man's bathroom for no nothing. What the hell? Like, what are you doing? She went into the men's bathroom. That was the men's bathroom. And you in there doing coke with... It was. It was. (laughs) But you carry your you carry your happy go go lucky ass into the man's bathroom with this man that you barely even know, and you're doing his coke. You don't know what's in his coke. You don't know what you about. You don't know what his intentions are with you, girl. If you don't carry. I think your she ass, knows what her what his intentions were with her. <laughs> she but but it could have went further. You know what I'm saying? Because again, you don't know what's in this cocaine. You know what I mean? Like anything it's could probably have It probably is, but we don't know because we don't know this guy. We don't know this guy, and we, we don't know what he did know. after he bought the cocaine. You know what I'm saying? No like reason to hit your sister. I, I'm not. I can't. I can't she was not that. getting. He had to knock some sense into her. She was not no, getting. No, I, I don't think so. That wasn't. No, nah, and then, and then she want to pop up like, girl. Are you serious, a right? Woman, you a grown woman, but she doing some kid stuff, and she's you making some her stupid do mistakes. You he had to not make mistakes. Make them mistakes when I'm not here, <laughs> but when I'm here, you got me messed up. So Michael says, "Yeah, yeah I get she why he went into mad. the men's bathroom. Tony should have handled that differently, but I get why he was mad. Yeah, I get why he was mad. I totally get that." Nah, he ugly oh, wow. shit. Let that be my sister, and I'm right there. You go into the girls at my at my me and my sister's old age, girl. You ain't going into no men's bathroom. I would hope you were not making <laughs> the same decisions. <laughs> I would right. hope. No, we're uh, not doing she, that. She is twenty. Her frontal lobe is not fully developed yet, so <laughs> you know. Well, uh, sure, they're anyway, about they... to be developed tonight because you got me messed oh, up. <laughs> But uh they get back to Miami and Tony tracks tracks his sister down um in this like fancy house on some street. And I feel like I feel like I was not to cut you off, but I feel like he knew as soon as his mama gave him that address, he knew exactly who house that was. I don't know. I mean, because we had never seen like what Manny does outside of Tony. So but for him to be best friends, I don't see why he wouldn't know where where Manny lives. He should I mean, you know, if Gina is missing and Tony is missing, I would have first I'm mm-hmm. uh, not Tony, but uh, um Manny is missing. I would have first gone looking for Manny because I definitely as his best friend would know where he lives. You know? So yeah, right. that would have been my first stop. But he gets the address from his mother anyway. So but anyway he goes there Manny answers the door and Gina like comes uh is like in the background behind him wearing like this this nighty uh with the robe or whatever. She looks very happy. 
Uh, even Manny looks happy to see him, but Tony just is like, he gets so enraged, he can't hear anything. And this happens like a couple times throughout the movie. Like, he's just he so focused. Yeah, he Remember was he was and he's just, yeah, he's always high. He was focused on his emotions. He just can't mm-hmm. hear anything, reason with anything. He shoots Manny dead. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his sister he is. He didn't even let nobody struck. explain or nothing. Didn't Manny couldn't even finish saying hello. Like, he couldn't. He couldn't. Uh, and uh, of course, his sister is distraught. James distraught and uh, crying and everything. And she's telling him, like, we just got married yesterday. Yeah. She's like, and we're, we're going to come by tomorrow to surprise you or whatever. That's not the man that you need to surprise. Yeah, I don't think Tony does well with surprises. That's probably yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> but he was probably just uh, so happy about it. They did not think right. about it that way. But I um, feel like I feel like they had no choice because they was not going to get his blessing. He was going to stop right, it at no. all costs. They were going to have to elope. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he takes her out of the house, takes him back to his place, whatever. And that's when you get him like at his desk with like these 16 monitors behind him, which we have seen, but he's like these 16 monitors behind him for security. Mm-hmm. And he's got like these several kilos of coke on his desk, just open. He busted the whole kilo. You know, I mean, like several <laughs> kilos. This is way more than what. This is at yeah. least three to five kilos on yeah. his desk. Yeah. He had he literally just, a mountain. He had Mount Rushmore on his desk. This man yeah. is sniffing cumulus clouds. Like he's got a whole weather yeah. system in his nasal yeah. passages. Like, yeah, I can't imagine. And you don't realize how big of a nose he got until all the powder is on it. <laughs> right, he comes up with a little dust in here, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was gone. And then, um, yeah. So then after he he snorts half a kilo, it <laughs> just in one inhale. Um, they get Sosa on the phone. So Sosa heard that um, the man made the speech. So he's yeah. not um, he's not thrilled about that. So he's like, okay, well, what happened or whatever. Tony tells him like, hey, he had his wife and kids. I don't do that. You know, we'll get them next month. Dude's like, you don't understand. We don't have next month. Ain't no they found. Right, Lane was like, they have found the uh, the bomb under his car, so he has security up the ass. Like, there's no that that was our one and only chance to get him. And I told you, don't fuck with me. And when he said that, that was the first thing he told him to. Yeah, yeah, and that set Tony into a rage. He couldn't even hold the speaker. Who the fuck you talking to? He was like trying to beat him through the phone. Right. You know? <laughs> I was like, Tony, this is your speaker. Calm down. Right, right. It's a dude that had to tell him, like, yo, he ain't even on the phone no more. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, later on in the oh, evening, yeah. um, he didn't snort it some more coat. I mean, that's he's, all he's doing at this time. I mean, he's killed his best friend. Yeah. Stopped his sister from getting married. His wife sister hates him. him. <laughs> sister hates him. His wife left yeah. him. He has no children. Like. Mm-hmm. And he didn't fucked over Sosa. Yeah. 
Not only Sosa, but at least like five other dudes who are very powerful. Oh yeah, a room full of a room full of made men, boss men, like leaders of the drug world. He done fucked over a whole room of them. You know, so he yeah. might be going to jail. Right. Like, if he lives, he's going to jail. Like right. You know? So yeah, so he's snorting his life away. And he's sitting in that bomb ass chair he got in his office. Um so, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then so we start seeing men just like start start yeah. coming on the property and just taking out all his security. And for whatever reason, Tony doesn't care about the TVs anymore. He's right. Like, he's not even looking over there. Right. Like all this and, stuff uh, is going on. He could be preparing on. himself and no, he's Loading too high to turn his neck. Right. Right. Yeah. And so uh, Gina actually comes in the room and she's high and upset, of course. Mm-hmm. She brought a gun with her. She's like, she's mad because Tony has done nothing but try to control her life. You know, mm-hmm. to the point of killing her husband. Um, right. And then she leads like, into that whole incestuous thing. Right. She's like, do you want to sleep with me? Is that what it is? Well, here right. I am. Let's go ahead. You know, because that seems to be the issue here is that you right. want to be the one, you know. And uh, she starts shooting at him. Yeah. And she got him. She got him, she a, got couple him a couple times. times. Yeah. 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 So... Um, but then mind you, turns all, around with a machine gun and kills. Her. I was like, what? no, that was one of Sosa dudes. That was got that her. one of Sosa's dudes? Okay. Yeah, that was one of Sosa dudes. Because like while she's doing this or whatever, she's shooting, and they are surrounding the property, knocking out his people left and right, and so they're zeroing in on the building. So, but there's shots that are going out of the building from her gun, so they just start firing off. And that's how they got hurt. So when they got hurt, that's when Tony realized, hey, I'm under attack. However, his sister just died. <clears throat> so he's trying to like figure out what's going on with her. Yeah, while he's like <coughs> excuse her body and kissing her. And I'm like, Yeah, he's like trying to do this to her face. Like, come on, make smell. her smile. Like it's right. very ooh, very yeah, weird. She's dead, dead. So, yes. <laughs> so the little bit of security that he still got left is out there, like trying to get him. I think it was. I think that was Chichi. Yeah, was at the door. Him. Yeah. So he's at the door. I don't. I don't know how the door. No, Chichi's like down. Chichi's outside by the pool, and he so yells was, up to Tony. So who was the one that died outside the door? I that was one of Sosa's men. No, remember somebody was banging on the door and was trying to get him, but the door was locked, and he oh, watched know. him on the security die. Remember oh, that? Sure. No, I, I thought yeah. I thought that was one of Sosa's men, but no, no, no. Somebody was trying to get him. I think that was Chi Chi trying to get him, oh, or okay. or the Bruno Mars dude that you said looked like Bruno Mars. That might have been. Hey. <laughs> I cracked up when I saw that. <laughs> he does with the hat and everything. Yeah. He's he's yeah. short. I'm like, is that Bruno? Yeah. That that, Bruno? Hey, that did look like him. I think Bruno was born in '83. So. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it did look when you said it. I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so that might have been Bruno, look, the quote unquote Bruno Mars. 
So, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So that's when he realized, okay, he's like legit under attack. So I need to go on ahead and act like I'm under attack. So that's when he goes to his arsenal and he starts pulling out these guns and he's talking shit in the process. And so <clears throat> that's when we get one of the famous quotes. Say hello to my little friend. And Rocket he starts, Rocket. yeah, and he, he starts firing off. And he gets like four or five dudes right away. And the thing is, like, yeah. I, I'm, while I'm watching him, like, he is on the high ground, right? And the way they constructed themselves is almost like, do you remember there used to be these toys where these like penguins would walk upstairs? Mm -mm. Okay, well, there were these toys where these penguins would, like walk up the stairs, but uh -huh. it's only one at a time. And uh, it's like, that's not a great strategy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're gonna, you're just leading yourself into one position with no exit. Right, right, right. Um, excuse me. So he's able to get a lot of them that way, but they're also shooting at him and hitting him. But apparently, yeah. Hulk makes you so strong. Yeah, you have superhuman <laughs> strength. You have, and especially it reminded me of um, some of the propaganda that came out like right after and during like Emancipation Era and Reconstruction. And when it came mm -hmm. to like coke and cocaine, the, there was this whole stereotype of black people, and they were calling cocaine crazy Negroes. And uh, like it just made them super strong, and like, but they just couldn't be shocked. Like, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. wow! Which is why I was like, this feels like propaganda. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. they switched this man too many times for him to actually have the strength to stand. Yeah, it it wasn't a kill shot. And then remind, remember, he snorted so much cocaine within a short time frame. That he does have that superhuman strength. Like I remember I mean, watching. I mean, it, they weren't kill shots for sure, but he's been yeah. shot by his sister and all these people. And you're telling me your hamstrings are still in working order? Yes. Oh. I mean it. I mean it's, it's believable <laughs> to me. You know that that I didn't question because I'm like he's high. You know what I'm saying? Like if he were to come down, then that'd be something different. Um, Michael, says, he might be impervious to pain. Yeah. I get that. But I feel like some things would not work anymore. <laughs> Just like have been, you know, shot to pieces. Uh, I'm maybe if it's shattered, something. But they like weren't. Lungs should be collapsed or something. You know, like they weren't chest shots. Like. They he was getting shot on the side. Your body is no longer whole. There is something. I agree. I agree. But he was the they. I feel like they really thought this scene through on where he was oh. going to get hit because he didn't have no kill shots. It wasn't no chest shots or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they were leg, they were arm, they like stuff that you really ain't really loose. He's like, he's like, he's got no injuries. I know, I know, I know, I know. You're but right. I just, it's just fun to me to think about. Uh, Michael was yeah. saying, yes, yeah, summing up in 80s gangster movies. That's how it worked during those days. Of, of course. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just uh, funny to think about for me. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember watching an episode of Cops where, I mean, I know it's a different drug, but this person was on PCP and he was butt naked. There was glass everywhere and he fought about three or four cops before they finally was able to get him down on the ground. That I can but, 
Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, it. This is logical. <laughs> like, <laughs> unfortunately, this is logical. So, um, so yeah. So we go through this whole amazing scene of him shooting the ops, the ops shooting him. Um, they ended up shooting him to the point where um he dropped his gun. So, um, by this time. Um, the uh, what do they call him? The guy with the, the shades, skull. the skull. Man, so they the have skull. one main, they have one main, main shooter, the top assassin, top right, shooter. The, the top, the top shooter. He didn't climbed up from the back because this office had a uh, balcony, so he didn't climbed up from the back. They came in behind Tony, so Tony is outside the office while he's shooting down on the ops so he didn't shot all these people lost his gun but he ain't tried to like retreat go get a gun like try to pick up the gun he ain't try to do none of that he's still getting shot he's standing up there still talking his shit i'm still standing i'm still standing and you know his ambition he's just always moving forward he never looks back you know right right at all he's he's taking them he's straight up taking the shots so the skull gives who him looks the kill like shot. the Terminator. He does look like the Terminator to yep. the point where I, because like they don't ever like introduce him as the skull or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know he had later, a name. Yeah, I I found that out when I was googling him because what I googled was Scarface Terminator, and that's what <laughs> came up was that guy. Right, right, right. And you know what's so funny is that. I equate that guy to Belly when they killed um, um, the dude from Jamaica, mm-hmm. the original Don Dada. Remember when they killed him in yeah. his house and he killed he killed everybody, but then that female came that down girl. and slit his throat. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. So I'm like, that's that has to come from Scarface, boss fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um. So yeah, so he does the kill shot. So that that stops him in his tracks and he falls down and there's like a little pool in his foyer yeah. that he drops down in. And so you get that dramatic blood leaching out into the blue water. Yeah. And he's face down floating. And so the the skull and the remaining ops they going ahead and they slowly walk down the steps and going about their business. And that is 1983's Scarface. How many times have you seen this movie, Lindsay? Ooh, too many to count. But 20? I have not. It's it's more than that because I bought it. 30? Prob- probably, maybe more. 50? Yeah. Well, between, between 30 and 50, probably. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I freaking love this movie. Um, yeah, uh, I mean they have they have some things in there that are that are like really, and then but it's it's not that much to where you'd be like, oh my god, this is terrible, you know. So, but if you like gangster movies, this is one thousand percent. A movie that you will enjoy. This will be one of the ones that are that's on the top of the list. For sure. You know? 
Um, yeah, how how did you feel about the movie? I can totally see um, why so many people are fans of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, even, even now, you know, 38, 39 years on, it's still interesting. Yeah. It's still, even though it's still almost three hours long, you don't even, you don't feel it. Right, right, right. Even though the action, the action part doesn't really start happening so much until almost halfway through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it, it does have a slow start. Mm-hmm. But it you does. don't, but it's, but it, but it doesn't even feel slow. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. Because it, it sets it up pretty well. Yeah, it does. Um, I would love if they could do, you know, like a movie. Not a movie, but a TV show. You where you can kind of show? dig. I mean, so you can dig more into like the characters, right? Because we have all, we have this past with Tony that we know just a little bit about, but not that much. Mm-hmm. And then like you were saying about Michelle Pfeiffer's character, like what was going on there? Where she, How did she get to this point in her life when she was like, well, this is just what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that would be interesting. Um, there are lots of incredible shots where they're using cranes and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some good shots in this movie. Yeah. Um, Michael says, Lennox, it was from Scarface without shame. Only difference is old girl swooping down from upstairs to slit Lennox from ear to ear. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you can, I mean, the impact this has had on culture, in particular, uh, hip hop culture, is like, yes, you can't even put a number on it. Yes. Um, so the like, documentary I never, that I have, the do- yeah, the documentary that I have that was with the 20th anniversary edition, they talk about that, and then also when they did release the 20th anniversary, they released a compilation album that is music inspired from the movie so it's like a whole bunch of hip-hop songs which technically the compilation is not on streaming sites however somebody did a playlist on spotify and they have every song except the cameron song because cameron song cameron song was a um, sample of the yayo that yayo song yes i remember uh watching that that's like one of the first scenes where they're the disco the first time and they Mm -hmm. have this song that's like Give me the yayo. I was like, dang, yeah. they were doing rush, this in my Oh yeah. Yeah. Rush, rush to the yayo. Yeah. I was like, what kind so, of pop song is this? Right. I'm sure the song is on YouTube, but Cameron has a song called Yayo. And it's not on it's not on the playlist that's on Spotify, but it is on the compilation album. Me being a big fan of just Hip hop music, period, and Scarface. I did buy the compilation album, and I bought the uh, the 20th anniversary DVD. But also, um, Scarface, the rapper Scarface, he got his name from Scarface, the movie. Of course, yeah. And then um, he has an album called Balls in My Word, which is one of his best albums. It's the album that came out after The Fix, which is a clap, which was certified classic. Yeah. But balls in my word, word is a is a classic to me. That album is awesome. But uh, yeah, he has like samples and stuff going throughout the album, and then the cover of the album is the Scarface cover. But instead of white, it's uh, it's red, mm-hmm. and instead of Al Pacino, it's Scarface. So okay. yeah, I mean, but you, I mean, from songs and sampling to like you were talking about uh, animation and like other films, like. It's mm-hmm. 
touched like so many different parts of pop culture. It's yes. the, the influence is undeniable. Yes. And, and the then fact also, that even almost 40 years later, it's still entertaining and engaging right. um, is a real testament to the quality of the work that they produce. Right. And then also, I just found out because one of the times I watched it over this weekend, I watched it with a friend and I was like, this will be a really good video game. And he was like, there was a video game that came out when the 20th anniversary came out Wow! <laughs> on PlayStation 2. I did not know this. So I tried to look it up on eBay and they want too much for it. They want like $40. So. <laughs> That's not that much, girl. <laughs> you know, new I know. <laughs> Well, true. But I'm just like, this is used and it's on PlayStation 2. Why are y'all selling it for $40? Because they know you want it. Exactly. And I still got my PlayStation 2, and it still worked. So I'm, like, really going back and forth on if I should buy it. I think you should get it. I'm, I was thinking that, too. I mean, you're like going to your Starface jacket and your T-shirt. Go ahead and get you I know. Let's go ahead and look at my jacket again. Yeah. One more time to let them yeah. know the impact that this has had on Lindsay's life. Scarface jacket is not a, is not a game. It's not a joke. Yes. And the shirt. And, and I'm so shirt. mad because I still have my poster, my door poster of Scarface, and I wasn't able to put it up because I forgot to buy some tape. Uh, so yeah, so it's upstairs. No, we're on that. Rolled up. I know. Yeah. Once I get the studio complete, and I remember to buy tape at the store, it'll be up. But yeah, so. But, um, so let's go on ahead and get to our rating system. So we have um, one movie reel, Trash AF, two, It Exists, three, Entertaining, four, Great, five, A True Classic. Maria, what say you? I'm going to go ahead and give it a five for all the, list of the reasons I listed um, previously with the impact on pop culture still being very significant today um, and throughout the years. Also, you can watch it now and still saying this is still a quality movie that has something to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> yeah. For all the above. Couldn't it's- expect anything less. Right, right, right. So I is I don't know I don't know it just it just puts a smile on my face. I know yeah. this it's kind of jacked up to say for a, such a violent movie that ain't really violent if you really think about it. But yeah, but the movie does it does put a smile on my face. You know. Yeah, I mean, we even have like South Korean rappers and members of DP, BTS like talking mm. about Tony Montana. So right, right. Like if you put in just the name Scarface into the search on Apple Music or Spotify. So many things come up. Like there's so much stuff. Yeah. I mean, the there music. was that yeah that Lonely Island song that came out, uh, Jack Sparrow, uh, <laughs> where, where it's ruined by Michael Bolton and he starts talking about Scarface. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, how oh, could I give yeah. it anything less than a five? Right, right, right. I'm gonna have to look that up. I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh man, I love Lonely Island. So, yeah, yeah. So, so this was fun. This was fun. I'm so happy we were able to do Scarface. Yes. 
So next week we're gonna do, or next episode anyway, we're gonna do the movie Teeth. It came out in 2007. Um, you can watch for free on Roku, Tubi, and Pluto. Um, okay. Do you want to give a trigger warning? It does uh, talk about sexual assault and things of that nature. Um, but I really love this movie. So okay. All right. Well, I will be looking forward to it. And so, Maria, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter for maybe a little while longer. I don't know how long because Elon just bought it. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you look up my my name, Valor More Dollars, that's V-A-L-A-R-M-O-R Dollars, um, on any social media platform, I'm there. Um, I also have a podcast with uh, some other friends of mine. It's Five Black Ladies Talking Geek Stuff over in Nerdgasm Noir. So you can join us there as well. Where can they find you, Lindsay? All right. Well, you can find me on um, all social media at L underscore Rennell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. Um, also have another podcast as well with my cousin and my friend called The Ish We Talk. And we just talk about um, just topics, trending topics, uh, hot, topics. hot topics. We do top fives. Um, the last episode, we did a top five Outcast song. So, um, what was your number one? My number one was Screw It on the Barbie. Screw oh, It on the Barbie. Okay. Yeah. That was my number one. So I've always loved that song. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that's where you can find me. Well, thanks for joining us today, roomies. Please go ahead and subscribe to us. Uh, follow us on social media so you can know when we're going live next. So you can join in on the conversation, either maybe through Twitter spaces or through our live chat room like Michael did today. Yes. And we can interact with you. If you have any suggestions, please let us know. You can tweet at us or leave it in the form of five-star reviews because we need some of those. So Yes. Yes. And we'll definitely read those five-star reviews on the next episode. 100%. All right. So until next time, bye. Bye.